Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac Insu. Can build cities, can transform the world write all the rules. That's what I'm be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up, bros? Trying to get my mouse to work. What's up with you bros out there? I'm having computer issues. This is bro radio. Suh. Suh. <laughs> Padre radio. We're going to do a whole Padres rap. What's up, bro? Uh, my pawns are losing again. I know. It kind of makes me happy. I'm Dude, not going to lie. the Phillies are hot. I don't like the Phillies, but I'm not going to lie. When, when you get a bunch of fans that are doing douchey videos and whatever, and they're kind of oh, dancing on the oh, Dodgers' oh. grave, oh. it's kind of fun to see them then uh, go out and get kicked in the taint. I'm starting to turn into an 80-year-old where I think every fly ball is a home run. Are you you're the Dave Niehaus? A little bit. Yeah. that's well, I thought I, that one right there by Drury was out of there. It, it certainly happens. When we were at the, uh, the Mariner game, the 18-inning the uh, death march, you know, we were in center field, and... I'll tell you what, it is really hard when you're sitting dead center and, you know, you're up a little bit. It's just really hard to tell where the ball goes on anything. So because it's like you just you see the pitch and and, and you swing and then you see the guy swing. Honestly, sometimes like you, you it's like three seconds before you even recognize what happened. You really just have to watch the fielders. You're like, oh, wait, that's in right field. Wait, that's going to left. It's a little it's a little, the like we say, like disjointing. Like you you just can't see where the ball's going. So I do understand the pains of, oh, oh and then it's a fly out to the shortstop. You do realize we're going to have to root for the Phillies in the World Series? Yes. No matter what? No matter what. Yes. Astros Ye- or Yankees. Astros or Yankees. And I, I hate to do it, but I, I, my, I don't know why. And I know they beat the Mets, but it's not just that. I didn't mind the Padres. And there's something about them over these last... I don't know, three weeks that my uh, dislike of the Padres is growing. And it's a, it's a very strange phenomenon. You know, sometimes you're watching sports and you don't know why, but you start rooting for one team and the other just starts pissing you off. Yeah. I've had that before. The Padres are are, are a seemingly likable bunch, right? And it's a, I love San Diego. It's a great city, right? They got cool unis. They don't have a a great history. So it's not like it's, it's a, you know, a, a Duke or Yankee situation. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a Machado thing, but well, hey, there's just something about them. Where, if they lose this game, they're down 0-2. Yeah, going to Philly. Going to Philly. Yeah. And so it's not looking good for my, my fathers. No. So I was sitting there in the car today, and I was listening on the radio uh, when I was driving in, and, you know, Snell was getting, you know, shellacked there in the second inning. Yeah, it's 4-2 to two Phillies in the fourth. Well, and the weird thing is, like they said in that inning where he gave up four, the average bat, the average ball velocity was 71 miles an hour. Like, they were dinking it. Like, you couldn't even get a speeding ticket at that. Wow. It wasn't like the Phillies were hitting the ball hard. Everything was just blooped here, blooped there. And it had to be the most frustrating thing because they said you could really see Snell starting to kind of, he was bitching and moaning at every call. And no one was hitting him hard. It was just these little blinks, which has to be the most frustrating thing. And I don't know why, but I'm sitting there driving, and I just, there was a big old smile on my face, and I was like, oh, my God, I hate the Padres. Well, like, last it, night they had two home runs. Yeah, the Phillies. Yes, and today they're dinking and dunking them. Like they just made, they just have that magic. Well, and Schwarber. How do you hit. think Joe Girardi feels? <laughs> He's, yeah. What do you think he thinks? I don't know. Watching the Phillies. Watching the Phillies. I mean, that's he probably blames someone else. 
it's not his fault. It's never no, his fault. No, no, no. It's if he would, if he I would have gotten him there. Yeah, too, he would have had it there. They should have. They should have stuck with me. Well, I'm trying to think of because I'm Joe Girardi. I'm trying to think of another one. Have we seen that where they they can a guy and then they go on and win the World Series? Is that? I would imagine that's happened, but I, I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up on the I remember, internet. I remember the Heat did that when they fired Van Gundy, right? And and uh, didn't they go on and win it that year with with Shaq and D Wade? Didn't they fire him mid mid year? Didn't they can him? I don't know. I just I'm trying to think of of other times where you can a guy, and then that probably is a, a bit of a. Didn't LeBron kill a coach in the middle of the season? And I think LeBron killed a lot of coaches in the middle of the season. Yeah. Well, he killed Mike Brown, and he killed the uh, David Blatt. Yeah, the didn't guy the from... Blatt year? Didn't they go on to win that that he, year? He might have gone on to Ron Lou or something. Maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. I do think that that uh, Lou was that guy that came in, and I'm sure that stings a little bit. I mean, how can it not? Your pride, your ego. Especially when, like, when you got one as uh, as big as Girardi. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do some digging on this for you. No, yeah. like I said I don't know why, but it it officially happened today. I can say it. Uh, I hate the Padres, and I, I can't give you a reason why. Just deep somewhere in my gut, uh, I find them offensive. So I can't really say go Phillies because, uh, well, can't really like the Phillies. But I will tell you that my hatred of San Diego is outweighing my hatred of Philadelphia. So there you go. Can't find anything on it. I'll get back to you. And then Schwerber yesterday, I saw they were, when I was listening to the broadcast, they said that that homer he hit was the longest and the, like, the exit velocity the most ever since they started uh, StatCast. Whoa. Yeah. So, you know, they did What were the numbers? It was 488 feet into the second deck of Petco, and I don't remember what the velocity off off the bat was, but they said it was... Ah, exit velo exit velo i forget what it was but they said yeah both of those were the it was the longest and i guess the uh the, the fastest or the highest off of uh off of that since they started Statcast. and it was a shot uh that he had in in petco but i i feel like 488 is is a monster shot but i also that whole Statcast throws me you ever do this where like a guy hits just seemingly just this mammoth home run, and then they do the stat casting, and they're like, "That was 420," and you're like, "What?" Like, there's no way that only went 420 feet. So some of those numbers I find I find screwy, but apparently 488 longest since they started doing that. So go <clears throat> Schwerber, and people are saying 120 <clears throat> well, off the bat. Off the bat, damn! Someone chimed in with 120. You ever wonder why that fat ass bats lead off? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just because he sees a bunch of pitches. Well, he walks a bunch. Yeah, so he, he sees a bunch of pitches. Yeah, I, think, a, I think him and Hoskins, it is weird that he and Hoskins bat one, two. Yeah. But it's just because they just get the pitch counts up. Yeah. Well, and I, they said with, with Schwarber, uh, he has the, I don't know what you say, the, 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 it's like the weirdest ratio because he either, he either strikes out, walks, or hits a home run. <laughs> Because he strikes out a ton. Yeah, that's the new baseball. But he sees a ton of pitches. That's the new baseball. Yeah. You know, I, I'm neutral on the Phillies. I I mean, if they win, it's like, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to rally around them. I might even buy a hat if they play the Astros <laughs> or the Yankees. I got to root for them. But, um, enemy of my enemy. This is a very odd NLCS, I must say. Or, I mean, yeah, NLCS. NLCS. It's just a weird one, you know? Yeah. Although Philly... It, it doesn't really feel like the NLCS. No. Well, but Philly is a... And San Diego are both... Neither one of them is a small market. It's just there's a little like eh. it's just like I don't know it's a weird series very weird because there's so I think it's because there are so many good teams in the NL like the Braves were awesome yeah, Dodgers were awesome the Mets were awesome and the Padres beat all of them yeah we weren't really we weren't really anticipating well they didn't beat this. the Braves Phillies well, beat the Braves Phillies beat the Braves but to your point you say this all the time it's not necessarily about being the best team no one saw Philadelphia and no one saw yeah. San Diego coming. baseball playoffs are crapshoot man and so the fact that you're here is definitely a bit of a head scratcher whereas on the other side you got the two evil empires and you got the Yankees and and we can't have that no and I hate to say it but it, it just feels like go Yankees it it feels like the Astros they're just they're the best team by far left but that doesn't mean anything no it doesn't i mean the mariners held them down the mariners aren't that great and the mariners were three home runs they lost that series by three home runs one every game hot sports talk yeah how about that opening seggy sports talk yeah i don't know what else you know other big, than big show today guys. Other than my mouse not working i don't have anything oh, else so happening sorry i don't know what wait something doesn't work around here well but it's my no way well it's my personal mouse so I don't. Well, it's not mine. It's my lady's personal mouse, and uh, I don't know what to do with it. Well, look, dude, don't call an engineer. I'll tell you that. Well, I've never had. 
you're an Apple guy. I've never owned an Apple product other than an occasional iPhone, which I don't yeah. even have anymore. Is that an Apple? It's an Apple, and I don't understand how any of this works. It's all scary and frightening to me. Yeah, it just takes time. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you're a smart guy. You know what's weird? So I have now, this is, this is my solution. We've been on the radio for now for, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. I have clicked the mouse button right. no less than 37 Bang times. Bang it on the table a few times. As if somehow the 39th time that I click this, it's magically going to work. And yet that's my solution. That's out, out, if, I don't, if this doesn't magically work by me pressing the one button on the mouse, then I am out of ideas. I've got mouse issues over here too. Not that you care about. Yeah, well, or I mean keyboard issues. Well, I guess that's better than us being off the air. We're, we're fighting some battles. We're making progress. Hey, we're on the air. I think. Sounding good as far as I know. Jordy's over there. Jordan Schultz in. Day Schultz-y. three. What's up, Jordy? Hey, guys. The smoke's yeah. kind of getting to me today. Not going to lie. Is it? Yeah, it's just a feeling not 100%. Just oh. to, I just want I want to be like, all right, this is great. I'm feeling good, but the smoke is not. Can just I can't make it an admission? I, I, we got in a bit of a... We got a bit of a thing about this last night. We have wildfire smoke, if you don't know. I like the smell of it. Oh, I like the smell of it, too. Yeah. It smells great. Yeah. Get over that. So, do you have any problem with it, though? Does it, like... No. no like, I, I went and hit balls today, and I was thinking I was thinking about it, looking at it, because it was very hard to see the ball in the air, you know? Yeah. And I was like, God, you know, should I even... Should I be worried about... Like, because they say it's really bad right now, like, bad for your health. Everything's bad for my health. And I don't... I don't bat an eye at that. No. Like, I don't care. No. It could have been 10 times worse than I do, but I got to hit balls. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> well, what's it doing to me? <laughs> well, so Wrecking la- my lungs? Probably, well, but I don't care. Well, last night, uh, a friend of mine came over, and we had, the, can- we had the, the fire pit going, and then I broke out the cigar. So I go upstairs, and normally we sleep with a – we have a little – just like one of those little decks sliding, you know, door decks off your, your bedroom. So I usually open that thing up because I like the, the evening air, and then my dog likes to sleep out there. He's a you know, big sled dog, and so he prefers to sleep outside. So we just open up that door. He plops down and, and comes and goes. And uh, I was told last night that I cannot sleep with the door open because of the air quality. Yeah. And I responded to that is, I've been sitting outside in front of a fire for like four hours, and I've been <clears throat> inhaling, well, inhaling, but I have had a cigar going. So couldn't I make the argument that any damage I'm going to do, I've already done. It's all bad for you. So what's the difference with a little uh, a well, little fire? It's about her, not you. Well, it smells great, though. My wife does the same thing. She's yeah. like, don't leave the door open, the fire. Uh, fire smoke. Uh, yeah. Who cares? I just, I'm at that point. But they're big into controlling the smell of the inside, right? Like the candle thing. Yeah. And like, that's a very big, aroma's very big for my wife. Yeah. Uh, but what so. if I like the aroma? Uh, it's bad. I, I, I just well, like the, I like the smell of, uh, of a fire. You should be single. <laughs> if you're single, you can do whatever the hell you want. Well, and here's the thing. I came in smelling like a fire, and uh, you know, my point was whether the door was open or not, this room is going to smell because I smell like it. And I thought the smell was delightful. Apparently, uh, that was incorrect. Well, she may be living two days longer now because of, because of closing that door. Yeah. And you have taken... But you know this is thirty six hours off your own life. We've done this before. We've we've talked about like I'm so sorry in the in the news and uh, in club. You have brought to us yeah proof that like or that proof. But there's there's certain factors that can you know determine like you know whether you're going to live a long life, right? And like I've got like negative like every factor you could have. I have like thirty seven factors that tell me that I'm not going to live a long life, right? And unfortunately, what that has done is instead of being like, well, I, you know, I got to. You have to prolong. I got to take care. I'm now of the point where I'm like, well, well you're like, going the other I'm way. I'm going the other like, way. I'm dying tomorrow. Exactly. What's the, what's the difference? Yeah. Mm, not sure a, that's the best. Attitude, I just lean but... into it. I'm like, whatever. Right. So you're telling me that the smoke of all the factors I've got going against me, you're telling me that a fire, a little hazy smoke, that's going to be the one. Nah, I lean into that. I'm like, let's go. Well, the hard part for you is like, it's all little things. Yeah. And it's constant. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that's annoying. <laughs> so, I just, so just do what you want. Exactly. That's my point. I just, You're like, going to die at 57 no matter what. <laughs> I like to uh, – she's not a fan of me uh, of me saying that. It's like this constant battle. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you look, you know what you're signing up for. And I'll tell you what, you're not signing up for a long ride. I know about 57, but look – you know, if if you're planning on growing old together into our 80s, uh, I got news for you. Something mm. tells me this train's getting derailed long before that, and I've accepted it. And at this point, I'm leaning into it. And if so, what's can- a little wildfire smoke? Exactly. It I smells delightful. It. it does smell good. It looks kind of cool too. 
Yeah. A little bit. You I know, mean, you I've, get the red. Yeah, you get the red. And, you know, you know the red. I, I feel bad. And, you, you know, know the I, orange. I don't want anything on Kind of looks like a sunset. Yeah. <laughs> the artificial sunset. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. By the way, those, well, I'll, I'll save that for in the news. But uh, I think they figured out what started that fire up there. Well, it was the Subaru, right? Well, it wasn't the. It was the people driving the Subaru. Oh, I thought they the, figure out. I thought the Subaru itself was like, no, screw you. They figured out what those people were doing. Yeah. So if only we can track down those people. Well, the white Subaru. The yeah. best is we were talking about that, and someone said while we were discussing it, which was like three minutes long, they already saw four white Subarus drive by. Yeah, that could have been the perp. Yeah, a little bit of a needle in a haystack. You can't be going around well, like only four. <laughs> Can't be going around yelling at How every many white, white Subaru. Subarus. Do you think are in town? Thousands, thousands. Thou- I have one at my house, and I hate it. And I still have one. I wonder how many Subarus there are. Not just white, like you know, because we're known for our Subarus out here. A lot of Subarus. I wonder how many Subarus are on the road. Mm. Boy, you do see them all the time. All the time. Go down into Central Oregon sometime. I think it's if you move to Bend, I believe that they give you a dog with a bandana on it and you get a Subaru. I think when you enter town, like right when you cross like into like into sisters, they're just like, well, here's your, uh, here's your, your golden, uh, put this bandana on it and we'll put it in the back of the Subaru gift wrapped it for you. And, uh, you know what? Have fun. What do you think is more common here? The Subaru or the small black compact SUV? Well, that's a good one. I'm, I'm because go- they're all over. I'm going Subaru. Wow. I mean, over I, all the brands, all of the brands, small black. I see them Everywhere. Every freaking All right. Day. All right. Well, we'll tell you what the perps may have done to start that fire, but you have to wait till in the news. Um, <clears throat> all Blazers all day. <laughs> Let's go. I want I, I want 82-game breakdown. Win, loss, win, loss. Is there anyone less excited about the start of the season than you, Isaac Rob? I. It's going to be hard to... <laughs> Find him. If he's Hot out there. Olivier Sartok coming your way today, right? Who is that? I don't even know who that is. Is that that backup center they're trying to say is good? Yeah, Exactly. Well, they're not trying to say he's good, but. They're not. Hey, good for you for finding that, knowing that that's the backup center. Yeah, somebody mentioned that the other day. He just filed that Like, one. wait. Well, no, I was asking. I was like, who's backing up Nurk? And they were like, I don't know, some guy named SARS? We need to do, like, you know. A virus is backing up Nurk. <laughs> TNT, uh, you know, they, the Inside the NBA was the first episode last night. And they do it yeah. every year. They do they do the Barkley uh, whose team or like whose team is he on? Mm-hmm. And Barkley went zero for five again. It was it was wonderful. Oh my god! Yeah, I I would like to see you and Chuck go toe to toe with the whose team he plays for. Because the best part is, I think we could throw some Blazers out there, and I'm not certain yeah. that you're coming up. with I don't it. think I can name the whole team right now. <laughs> don't they have a lot of? I mean, they don't have a lot of depth though. <laughs> they don't. They do have stars though. You're right. I don't know if they have COVID nineteen. But, yes, SARS is there. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll carve out a segment for what to expect from your Blazers because it doesn't feel to me like there's much excitement. But well, maybe there is. I feel like there was for a while. Like there was, like, all this hope and optimism. and then old Shea was gone. Well, yeah, and then they went out and, and they, they got Grant and they got the mitten. So I feel like for a while there people were, were really hyped. And then as the preseason wore on it and people saw him, I kind of feel like, and then they saw some of the predictions, and right. I, I feel like some of that enthusiasm, some of the sharp edges of that enthusiasm have been shaved down a bit. Yeah, I was just listening to Danny and Dusty do their bits on it, and they were all like 500. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, do, look, do they even deserve a segment at 500? Look, the Blazers have always had to, they have to earn their way onto this show. It's not a given. And it's not, uh, right now, I don't feel it. Well, all I know is 39 wins. It's all I'm asking for. It's all I'm asking. I don't need the playoffs. It's going to come down to the last game. 39. 39. And SARS is going to get Some of us have a sizable chunk on 39 wins. Well, that's inspiring. (laughs) I have 40 and 42. Hey, you know what? I am doing a... Hot damn. I will do a cartwheel across this studio. Well, not this one because it's a closet. I'd hurt myself. But in the new studio, I will cartwheel right. if they get to 39 Well, minutes. we may have a Blazer segment. We may not. I don't know. The NFL Hump Day Roundup is at uh, 4 o'clock. Um, is Russell Wilson's contract the worst in sports? Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And um, some other cool stuff because we're cool. But uh, next, we'll get started with our poll question. We're going to college football. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On the fan. All right, here's our poll question today. It's on Twitter at 1080thefan. It is brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling Family Business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Who is the best team in college football? Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, or other? (laughs) That's really hard. Um, Well, that's why it's there. You know, to me, Ohio State anybody it's not a hey look can i just say uh it's georgia can i say that <laughs> it's yeah we thought it was georgia it looked like georgia and then of course georgia yeah. has some games where yeah, it doesn't boring. really matter yeah it's freaking georgia <laughs> and i bet you georgia beats tennessee by the way you want to play the I, new fun i think game? it's at, at georgia too right yes it is you're, you're we're you're right we're out thinking the room sometimes like you, you try to come up with something you know because you want to be different but it's it's not it's it's georgia new fun game are you ready? Yeah, what do you got? Guess the remaining big game lines. I saw these via Caesars. Okay. Georgia, Tennessee. It is at Georgia. It's at Georgia. Okay. Georgia favored by five and a half. They are favored. Ten and a half points. Ten and a half? Yes. Boy, that tells you what they think about Georgia's defense. Exactly. You know, and, and to be fair, it's like when we saw Alabama move the ball at will, they just couldn't stop them. And so, you know, if Georgia, you know, if, if Georgia just plays it's even the half of the defense that or holds them to half of what they scored against Alabama, you would think they would win. So that's that makes sense, but that's obviously a, a pretty big spread for one versus three. Michigan, Ohio State. It's in Columbus. It's in Columbus. I will go Ohio State by three. Eight and a half. Boy, I so Vegas thinks that there are two, the, the two best teams by far are Georgia and Ohio State. What about Clemson? Because you know, we all think so much about Clemson, or we have over the years. Clemson is undefeated. They're starting to look a lot better. They're 7-0, and and yet they're sitting there at fifth. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to say they're in the conversation, which they probably are. But people aren't I talking have, about them. Well, it's because nobody watches them. We're tired of Clemson. We, ACC football is lame. I did see Clemson Cle- is lame. They are playing Notre Dame coming up, Which, so that'll be people will watch that. Well, they got Florida State, um, or they just, just won, last they week just beat Florida State, and yeah. I felt like no one watched. Exactly, I, it's weird because I saw them at the beginning of the year. Who'd they play when they didn't look very? Well, they, they they opened up with Georgia Tech and they hammered them, but we knew Georgia Tech kind of sucked. Okay, and then I watched them play Louisiana, or was it Louisiana Tech? And why would you watch that? Well, it was I was interested in, in what Clemson had, and then they had a close one against Wake Forest that I felt like they should have lost, and Wake Forest got to the end of the game, and then they just stopped running the ball for some yeah. ungodly reason. I saw the end of that. So I kind of wrote them off, and now like all of a sudden they're, they they, well, they they look a lot better, and I'm like, well, maybe here's the thing. Maybe we know they have the athletes to play with anybody. The problem is only four spots are in the final tournament. Yeah. So, you know, of all the nine unbeatens that are left, mm-hmm. the team with the best chance to run the table Clemson? is Clemson yeah. because Don't of their play. schedule. They're, they'll be favored in their final five games. Four of them are at home. 
Uh, they only have one ranked team left, and that's Syracuse, who yeah. looks pretty good. They're undefeated, but Clemson should beat Syracuse. They got Syracuse, Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina. Yeah, and that's it. And they'll be favored in all five. Yeah. So stupid Clemson is going to get a, a spot in that damn tournament. Well, and then you know the SEC winner is going to get it. You know the yeah. Big Ten winner is going to get State. it, and that leaves one spot. And it's probably that second SEC team. That's why they. Unless you get an undefeated Pac-12 team. Yeah, UCLA is the only chance. UCLA is the only chance. I would be interested to see what would happen if, like, if you ended up with with Alabama as a one loss but didn't win the SEC, or Georgia with one loss and didn't. Like, that's the nightmare scenario: is yeah. Oregon well, wins the Pac-12 title as a one loss team, Georgia does Georgia loses the SEC uh, championship game as a one loss team, and now you're standing there looking at Oregon and Georgia as a one loss team. One's a conference champ, and one of them kicked the living hell out of the other. Yeah. You know, which one goes? I try to avoid scenarios until we actually have yeah. to talk about them. But, but remember, no, and we've never had a one-loss Pac-12 champion right. that didn't make the yeah. returning. Right. Well, anyway, all I'm saying is Clemson is probably going to lock up a spot in that damn thing. Feels like it. And we, I don't know. Maybe they are the best team. I doubt it. But they, they you know, they're always, they're always, they always have a seat at the table because they're in a stupid conference. Yeah. And, they, and obviously they've won a couple titles, and that leads to, yeah. say what you will, Clemson, they're good. Clemson, a couple years ago, we were thinking the same yes. way we thought about Alabama and Georgia, and now over the last two years, suddenly we've forgotten or we've dismissed them. I know. And I think that's just I just be careful. I'm not sure. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm not sure they're dismissed. Everybody's just tired of them. Yeah. Well, and Dabo's a very unlikable. Tennessee's way more interesting. Agreed. Than, and yet, than and, Clemson. And yet, I'll tell you, Clemson ten- might be better than Tennessee. If Tennessee played Clemson, just for the fact that Clemson can play defense, like it. I don't know. I like Tennessee. I thought Tennessee was going to beat Alabama. They did beat Alabama. But they gave up 49 points. And I just feel like if that is the defense they're going to play, and remember they gave up 30-something and won by four or five against Florida. Uh, I don't remember any of the other big ones that they've had. But if they play like that against Kentucky and against Georgia or in an SEC title game, someone will get you. It's the USC thing. USC can score a lot of points. Someone eventually will get you if you can't play defense, just like Utah just did. And the next time it's not going to be at home against Tennessee, and we'll see it catch up to them. They've got to figure out a way to play some D. Otherwise, you know what? You're just Oklahoma every year when they made it into the tourney and then ended up playing a team that, well, could play defense. All right, well, my vote's for Georgia. Who is the best team in college football, Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, or other AAA heating and cooling pool question is live on at 1080thefan on Twitter. Vote, and uh, the only thing we ask, vote hard. All right, uh, should we give the Blazers a segment? Oh, I can't wait. Let's um, go. Should we give them a segment? I want your Greg Brown the third breakdown. Is he still on the team? Yes, he is. I want some Drew Eubanks. I tell you what, I like Greg Brown last year. I want some Drew Eubanks talk out of you. I like I like guys with length. <laughs> I the, don't like six three guards. I like guys with length. Then you and Danny need to get together because I believe wholeheartedly that Danny Morang of this very station, mm-hmm. I believe he goes home and does strange things just watching tall athletic guys. There's nothing he loves more. Yeah, I like that too. Then when some 6'9 guy has a block or a dunk and he immediately live tweets it and then I think does something yeah. inappropriate. Well, that's the NBA. He loves you it. You need guys like like that's why Jeremy Grant was a good pickup. Seriously, like it's guys with length that can guard different positions and still score a little bit. That that's what you need. But you can be down by not 6'3 guards. You can be down by 30 and it doesn't matter. If a long athletic guy Greg makes Brown. a play, Greg Brown. Danny off the couch. Oh my god. Yeah. And he'll lead the Greg Brown is yes. the greatest charge yes. uh throughout Twitter this year. Oh, There's the no sharp doubt about the it. sharp thing is coming. Just like he he was loving some Anthony Simons. Is he before. sharp? How tall is sharp? Uh, I think like six four, six four or six four and a half. God, can they draft anyone tall? <laughs> they have him listed. At it's six, basketball. They had him listed at six six, but someone asked him, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm six four and a half." Well, I hope he's good. They like right. to they right. like to bump up the heights. Look, they're gonna get a it, the Blazer season opens tonight. We're gonna give him a seggy. Okay, let's go. Hot hot Blazer talk is coming up next. It's three thirty three. Here's Jordan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, Blazers open the season tonight there in Sacramento against the Queens. Uh, but first, baseball. Oh, they have something to tell you. <laughs> so we will not be getting to our Blazers segment because something tells me that whatever what? you're about to say for this uh, baseball thing, what? we will then spend, I don't know, no. seven minutes on it. This is more press. And then we're going to look up and be like, well, there's the segment. It's gone. And then you will Man. proclaim Blazers. We'll finish 11th in the West, and then that's the end of the segment. You're on to me. Crystal balled it right there. Um, the good news is we have more segments to come. <laughs> ah, but those will get tied up with something else. But I do want to report something to you because um, in Jordan's sports snort there, yes. he reported that Austin Nola just got an RBI single off of Aaron Nola. They are brothers. Oh, I can't say that I, I knew that. Well, their last names yeah, I mean, are Nola. Sure. But, uh, yeah, they're brothers. Austin for the Padres. Aaron for the Phillies. Uh, by the way, the Padres have tied it up. It's 4-4. Four to four. Damn it. But uh, that made me uh, wonder how many times in Major League Baseball history two brothers have opposed each other in the postseason. That's a good question because we, we always think about father and sons. Mm-hmm. Like, you get those a bunch that get thrown out there. I don't know in postseason, but I remember – they didn't, but Billy Ripken and Cal were on the same team for uh, a little bit with uh, the Orioles, but they wouldn't have faced each other. I'm trying to think of who There's else. There's one obvious one that I think you, and you're going to be like, yeah, I should have gotten Were the Alomars? Yes, that's the obvious one. 1997, the Alomars. That was the last time two brothers faced each other in Robbie the Robbie and Sandy? Robbie and Sandy, yep. And that um, was, what, Baltimore and Cleveland, right? That would have been. Or who was. Oh, they, they face each other twice. Yeah, the 96 ALDS and the 97 ALCS. It's been Indians and, uh, and uh, uh, O's. Yeah, that's what I said. I think that's right, um, but it doesn't say that here. The other one I remember, you will never get this, but I remember it because it pertains to my team. It pertains to the Royals. Yeah, uh, he played for the Royals. Did Brett Saberhagen have a brother? <laughs> did Hal McRae? No. I'm just going to start naming random Royals. Keep going. Dan Quisenberry. No, you got to go way deeper into the catalog than that. So we got this is like 80s Royals. 1985 then, right? Royals. Yep. In the ALCS, they brothers played each other. Boy, we I, had Dane Orge. Dane Orge? And they had Garth Orge. That's made up. No. You, that's, Do you, you don't remember the Orge Garth brothers? Orge is not a yeah. real baseball player. Yeah, he played for the Blue Jays. Garth Orge? And Dane Orge played for the Royals. Is it wrong now that I'm like I'm imagining what he looks like? The and Orges. I, and I'm thinking about like a, a very, because you see this in old baseball cards. I got a very Jeffrey Dahmer look. Like white guy, awkward haircut, and, and thick glasses. Um, that's pretty close, yeah. Is that where I'm I'm going with this? What were the names again? Garth and Dane Orge. Garth. I can't yeah. believe you don't remember the Orges. I don't. Why would I remember the Garth Brothers Orge? Orge. Well, because they were they played baseball and it, you watched baseball. I was eight years old. I wasn't watching that's Garth like the Orge prime in the, of, Yes, you were. The, you were watching Garth. Blue Jays were huge back then with all those guys like I will Lloyd say Mosby that, and well, all. I like Jimmy. I remember that. Like, exactly. They had like Tony Fernandez and Jimmy Key. So you watched Garth Orge. You know, and I, Dane was with the Royals, although he bounced around a little bit. Um, huh. 1964, I, Ken and Cleet Boyer. No, 1921 that. to 23, Bob and Irish Musel. <laughs> and then the 1920 World Series, we had Doc uh, against Jimmy Johnston. Huh. So those are your six 
the six times brothers have faced off in postseason series. That's pretty cool. That I is mean, pretty cool. I think about that sometimes. Me and my brother were just a little too far apart, and you know, neither one of us really did anything like afterwards. I mean, my he didn't make anything after, and I had a definition of a cup of coffee. But I always thought it would be cool if I had the opportunity to play with or against my brother. Like, had we been a little bit closer? Um, and I don't know whether I would have wanted to play with him or if it would have been better to play against him. But we were old linemen, so we never would have faced each other. But I can only imagine how cool that is. You know, you see it, like, in the NBA, uh, I think maybe a, a little bit more. Like, Giannis has a couple of brothers that are still running around there. It's just that's a that's a cool thing. I mean, we both have brothers. Imagine what that would would be like to both get to the pinnacle. Yeah, I'd really like to slaughter my brother if I played him. Yeah, like that would mean something. Like to me. I always wonder, like the Williams sisters, is that the most successful and famous siblings? Well, you got the Mannings. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, man. that's pretty good. Well, which is better, both Hall of Famers? Mannings or, or the Mannings or you know the Williams sisters? That's that's tough. But they always said that they didn't. They never wanted to play each other, and wasn't that always the 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 thought? Is that when they played each other, they kind of half-assed it, like they didn't oh, really, really. Yeah, they didn't want to compete against one another. Whereas, like you think on the other side, like you said, you'd want to slaughter your brother. Yeah, I would. Like you'd want to put, you know, that would matter to me. Yeah. So I, I think it's 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 interesting just because he was older and he yeah used to beat me up. Yeah, I think all little brothers kind of have that right that thing. Whereas in the big brother didn't care. I just always I don't know that was just something I always thought about like when you get to those sort of matchups do you feel sympathy or is it just you want to rip their heart out with a spoon well maybe cooper manning is the tiebreaker then you know <laughs> there's no third williams sister so yeah there's a cooper and he's got a son who's going to be pretty good well and you always say that or they they say that cooper was really good but he like hurt a knee or something well he's got yeah doesn't he have isn't he sick doesn't he have like a condition of some there sort? was some there was some sort of excuse being made for him being a loser and not being a hall he's of not fame. a loser uh he is his father is an NFL star. His uh, two brothers are NFL stars. You're telling me that deep down somewhere that Cooper Manning isn't insecure? How could you not be? <laughs> he has spinal stenosis. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, so it's he, just, he yeah, was narrowing, di- a, narrowing of the spinal column. You get a little nerve stuff. He was diagnosed at the age of 18. Hmm. Anyway, he, I still say he's a loser in that family. And if you don't think that his brothers needle him from time to time, and like his son is this big time quarterback. You don't think every now and then that with Peyton with his sense of humor doesn't show up at a Super Bowl ring, like at a at a family dinner or whatever, and rubs it in Cooper's face? I mean, come on. I guarantee that happens. Do you think there's a Cooper Orge? <laughs> there's another Orge brother out there. His name's Cooper. That may be the most anonymous set of brothers to By ever the way, play. I looked up Dane Orge. Um, he does not look like I remember. He was actually a handsome fellow. Yeah, when I looked him up, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I had I a... I pictured more Daryl Porter-like. Yeah. He, he wasn't. He was he was a handsome guy, Dane Orge. One of my Probably f- got some ladies on the road, you know? One of my favorite things is to go look through old... You ever find, like, an old box of baseball cards? You stumble across one, whether it's in your attic or, like, at a garage sale or whatever. I love looking through 1980s baseball cards because I swear there is no more... What was the best way to put this? There's there's not a group of of people that look less like professional athletes than 1980 baseball players. Yeah, this was back when. Remember, lifting weights was taboo. They told you that you don't want to work out, you don't want to get big because it'll screw up your swing. And the amount of just guys that are working or should be working in IT or working down at a, at a rail yard somewhere, and all of a sudden, boom, they're in the major leagues. I love it. And I love flipping through and being like, who the hell is that? And how on God's green earth is he a professional athlete? Yeah, that's some good looks. Yes. And when you look at you, when you watch like old baseball footage, and I'm not trying to say steroids, I'm just saying like modern day training techniques. When you watch a, a baseball game from the eighties, it is shocking how little and like just non-athletic they look like even like a guy like Daryl Strawberry, who was like this big power hitter. Dude, he weighed like 109 pounds. And now you look at, at, at baseball players, and it's just it, – it's a different breed. It's a different breed of athlete that's playing that game. Well, there's your Blazers preview. Yeah. So, you know, tonight they uh, they win, lose in Cowtown? I don't know. You don't know? What the hell do I know? I will watch them, though. Over, under – do you have the ability to watch them? I don't know. I don't, what ch- what I, channel are they on? I don't think that you do. <laughs> what are they on? Root? I have yeah. Root. You have Root? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's on the streaming service right. that I use. I think they're I think they're rooting today. Yeah, do you have uh, the Blazers at I, your house? I have everything. All right. 
Oh, I have everything. I do. Look at you, Mr. Braggadocious. I love cable. I just saw a guy. So the 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 Padres and Phillies. There's a guy in a Padres and Phillies jersey, and it's like split down the middle. No, he has a Padres jersey uh-huh. on, and then he has a Phillies jersey open over it. Huh. And I just don't. I don't know. Well, my ass- head is spinning. Well, I'm assuming there's some sort of like when the mom and dad have a, a player on each Ooh. side and they they split the jerseys, and he was too lazy to to cut them up. I yeah, mean, I don't know. He's obviously torn. Six to four, Padres. Really? Yeah. I'm not happy. Good thing I can't see it because my back's turned to it. And for the guy right. saying that, uh, thanks for wasting the segment. Uh, that was not a waste, sir. You're welcome. Um, now you know about the uh, yeah. Orge brothers. The Dane, Dane and Garth Orge. Dane and Garth Orge. Yeah. Sounds you, like an SNL bit. You could it? do a lot worse than having a throwback Royals Garth Orge jersey. <laughs> I guess it would be Dane. Dane, yeah. Dane. Garth was a blue jersey. Yeah. Okay, do you guys want a really hot, steamy, juicy Blazers preview segment? You know I do. We have to sneak it in here because we got our hump day roundup. You know I want it. Let's go. Let's go. Next on The Fan. All right, our NFL hump day roundup is coming up here in uh, just a few moments on uh, Sports Talk here. Everything went out of my headset, so hopefully we're still on the air. Uh, Big Souk is right over there. Hi, Um, everybody. Hey, so what to expect from your Portland Trailblazers this season as they open tonight in Sacramento? I've read through probably seven different previews. Okay, why why do you read other people? I want your opinion. Well, again, from my opinion... I've read nothing, and I can tell you they're going to suck. Well, I can't say that. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I just I'm always intrigued by because all I can go on is you look at the roster as, as it's constructed and I I don't think there's a ton to love but I also don't think it's a it's a bottom dwelling roster or anything but then you watch them in the preseason and they've been god awful they look they look disjointed they look uh, unathletic. I mean, they're just they're just getting smoked. Well, they're pretty and, athletic, though, aren't they? Not that what you've seen so far. Well, in, but I mean, the players that they have sure are athletic. Well, but so they could have just been going through the motions. It's possible, but then I start listening to, which is always a good sign. I listen to some of their own words, and it feels like, like normally under the O'Shea regime, right? There's this there's this overselling of the team, right? Right. According to our analytics, this vibe that we put on the floor is the third best in the NBA. I feel like everything I'm hearing from from one center court now from Cronin and from Billups is, yeah, we got we got we got some work to do and we can't play defense right now and you know yeah. I, I just feel like there's a very, you know, tempered sort of expectation. So well, that's good. Yeah, that that part is good. You but, won't be disappointed. But it also kind of leads me to believe that that's kind of a a, a scary sign when you know they're like, uh, well, we don't we don't know okay. what we don't know what to expect. Isn't... And then every preview that I've read. It, it no all knows. it all kind of says the same thing, and that most people don't think that they are any kind of of top five team. Most people have them somewhere between top five best. You're are they ta- even a playoff team? That's what I'm saying. The best previews say is like if everything clicks, you're talking about a six or seven seed, and a lot of people have them down there in the nine, yeah. ten, eleven range. Well, I don't. The preseason previews are stupid because no one knows anything, and it's all groupthink. I think the intriguing thing about the team this year is that we don't really know what they are, and isn't that right there kind of fun? If yeah. you're a fan, like you don't know. Like it used to be under Terry Stotts, you know, you kind of know what they were every year. They could rotate uh, a couple of forwards in and have new, you know, Mo Harkless or you know, whomever, and they were pretty good offensively, and they would probably suck defensively, but they would beat up on the teams that sucked because there's a lot of dysfunction in the NBA, and then they would end up in the four or five or six seed, right? Sure. Well, now. We don't. It's not that because Chauncey has not had a had a time in the regular starters to establish his um, brand of basketball. Brand and, and so I so that's a real big if. I think I think if Billups gets out of them what he wants out of them, they could be pretty scrappy, right? Yeah, like they, I like what he says about what about his philosophies. It's just that we don't. They just haven't played together long enough yet. Damian Lillard said that, you know, in, in preseason, he was like, you know, we it's a group of guys that. You know, with Simon starting, and now you've got uh, two new starters, and Grant and Hart. Like, it's going to take yeah. some time. Well, and and you saw towards like All Star break, and then a little bit after when they started shutting everyone down, there was a brief moment there where it felt like it started to click a little bit. Yeah, they looked really good. The part that scares me the but most, the, but you got to remember though that that stretch, yeah. Was a lot of guys playing for jobs. Sure, those guys like and, and that's playing, Josh Hart. And, yes, and playing for contracts and Simons yeah. gets paid. The, and now they've got those. I would think the thing that scares me the most 
two things. One, at the end of the day, I really like Anthony Simons, and I think Lillard's going to come back, and I think he'll be fine, right? I think Lillard is going to have some nights where he shows you, you know, I, I think he will be on a FU tour. I think, you know, being gone for a year, he says that he's never felt better with the core being fixed. I believe him. I think Lillard is going to have some some stretches where you're like, wow, I, we forgot how good he was. And Simons is taking a big step. They have to learn to you know, play with each other and you know play off the ball. But at the end of the day, and you've said this a million times, you still have two fairly undersized guards that aren't great defenders. Three. <laughs> you've now added a third. I'm just like, I'm serious. Look, I'm not trying to make fun of them. I'm just saying all this talk of CJ and Lillard and undersized. Well, they they signed Simons, and I get why he's a good player. Yeah. You put him back there with Lillard, and then. They add a starting small forward who is 6'3". <laughs> well, he's not 6'3". That's what they're saying. They're all 3'6'3". Three, three. <laughs> so that's limiting right there. Uh, Josh Hart is not 6'3". He's 6'4". He's 6'5". Like, like they call him 6'5". Let's go with 6'4". I six, like four Josh Hart. So, I like him as a player. I think he's scra- I like the I like the types of players that I they think, have. And I, but I honestly, but they're the, fatal. They're certainly flawed in well, terms of... It scares me with that because, like you said, the fatal flaw. But I think that scares me worse than that is... I feel like a lot of this hinges because if you are undersized at the one through the three, right, it hinges on on something in the middle and what you're betting on and you signed him is is Yusuf Nurkic. And I think that's the part that yeah. – and you don't have anything. After him. After him. They don't I'm, have much depth at all. I mean, you got nothing. So – If he goes down? If, if he goes down – What it, would give us the – what would give us the idea that he would ever go down? <laughs> I, like that's I, not a good plan, right? Yeah, like that guy's always hurt. That's the part. That's, so they that, and they didn't put anybody back. Like I no, mean, that's come the on, part guys. that scares me a little bit. And you know, there are times like I know it's preseason, but it was one of the games where he picked up five fouls in like twelve minutes. Yeah, and he has appeared, and this is why I said he, he appears to be a little sluggish. He hasn't been moving very well. I get it's the preseason, and sometimes well, he played you know, on his national. Yeah, team. you know, it could be a little worn out, and so I. Where's Hassan Whiteside when you need him? I just that that part scares me a little bit. That if you have undersized backcourt, you would think that you would want or need an anchor in the middle and something to behind him. And when you start talking about, you know, the SARS virus and Drew Eubanks, you know, being your options back there, I, or, you know, got like a Greg Brown. I think that's just that. GB, that, baby. That scares me a little that's bit. That's my guy. Well, look, I, I would say the FU tour thing, I don't think there's much to that, only because Lillard even says I have nothing to prove. I've been in the league long enough. You've seen what I can do. But also, the the season is so long. He is such a veteran now. He knows how to pace himself. I don't think it's going to be, you know, like Friday night in Indiana. He's like, F you. I mean, it's just, it's the season's too long. So I think a big question is him. I don't know if he's going to be able to be as consistent as he was at one time due to his age and uh, coming off of injury, right? He's yeah. still going to be Lillard, like you said, some nights. But can you expect the same Damian Lillard? That's a question. Does Billups have their ear? That's another question. They're young, unproven players. Um, I think it's exciting to see what maybe Sharp can do. That's exciting. Think, so, so there is a lot of intrigue there. I just feel like, generally speaking, if we're if we if we are throwing out like what's going to happen, this West, like under Stotts, they were functional and they were adept at handling their business against dysfunction. Right? The league, half the league, is dysfunctional mm-hmm. or had bad teams. Right? The Blazers would cruise through those teams. They can't do that as much now. This conference is deeper than ever. Night in and night out, there aren't many gimmies. And so the the questions are, there's a lot of questions, and there aren't a lot of gimmies. That's dangerous. Uh, so it's going to take some time. I say give them, like I always say, give them till Christmas, and we'll see where they're, see where they're at. And even after that, they can get hot. But it's going to be, you know, they got a lot of competition this year. That yep. West is thick. It is tough. It is thick, and it's creamy and meaty. <laughs> I think the one guy that fans are going to, if he gets you know significant playing time, the the one that the fans are going to just grab onto will be will be sharp. He will be well. He's the key, isn't he? He, he will be someone that fans just salivate over. What was the pick number? Uh, what seven? 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 I mean that guy. He'll be the guy. That's that, the guy, right? He'll there. be the guy that you'll be down by fifteen, right? And and they'll put him in. And he'll have two turnovers, and he won't play defense, but he'll come down and throw well, a tomahawk down from the wing, and people will touch themselves over it. Well, that's that's good. I mean, yeah. you should. A young athletic rookie that you thought so highly of that you took him with the number seven pick, he should be good. Yeah. Uh, and if he's not, you're in a lot of trouble, right? Eventually. I'm yeah. talking long term. Yeah. This is a building. This is a guy that you want to be a building piece for you. Yes. All you got to say about rookies is give them time. Be patient. At the same time. 
if he's really going to be a player in the NBA, it doesn't take that long. You should know by the end of this season, if not middle of next season, if Shaden Sharp can play well, in the he NBA. He has played so little ball, and he didn't play any. And, you know, I, I wonder if this is more like an Anthony Simons where it may take a little bit, which is why I thought it was kind of strange that they, they took him. And, you know, Lillard, I would think, would, would have some blowback. But by all accounts, Lillard was on board with the pick and, and loves this kid. So will we see more of a development right away, or is this going to be more like with, with Golden State and bringing along some of their guys, you know, a little bit slower? You know, we'll, we'll see. But it, at, he may be a guy, if he pops, I think that could be someone that could uh, kind of tilt this season one way or another because it's not going to be, you know, this isn't a conference final team. This isn't a championship team. So his growth and development and how soon he becomes a factor, I think will be a big indicator of how this season uh, ends up being viewed by Blazer fans. All right, kids, uh, don't say we didn't offer you a Blazers preview. There you now, go. Here's the thing about the Blazers is, uh, as you know, we don't, we don't spend too much time on them night in and night out, particularly this time of year. However, I will uh, point out that the single best Blazers insider in town is on our show. Starting tomorrow. He is back this year. He took a hiatus, but he is back. So beginning tomorrow, every Thursday at 515, Jason Quickie of the, of the Athletic will be on with us. And so if you want your Blazer, uh, you know, your your, your hit, a, hit a Blazer smack, yeah. uh, Jason Quick Thursdays at 515 is a must list. He's got you. So that will start tomorrow. All right, up next, our NFL Hump Day Roundup on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 